I'm Mark Penner for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. Mark, the biggest news last week was the very disappointing jobs report. Payroll numbers were way below expectations, a 74,000 nudge up compared to consensus forecasts for 200,000. That's right. Uh, the, there's no way around it. Uh, the payroll report basically just stuck. So uh, we had a 74,000 gain. We did get some revisions upward for the prior two months. Uh, the curiosity of the report was the 6.7% unemployment rate relative to 7% in November. It was the first time the unemployment rate dropped below 7% in uh, 60 months. Uh, that's been quite a while. However, uh, the decline in the unemployment rate was completely for the wrong reason. Uh, well, we did get a modest gain in household employment of 143,000, but the labor force dropped a whopping 347,000. So basically, we're seeing either a statistical quirk or basically uh, workers giving up in terms of looking for work. And, and if you look what at that, what does that do to the the threshold, the unemployment threshold that the Fed was looking at? Well, the Fed has been hedging its bets. The Fed has uh, repeatedly stated that even though the seven point five percent figure is a trigger for discussion, uh, six point five. That's correct. Six point five percent for discussion of future policy moves. Uh, they've also indicated, especially Chairman Bernanke, he's indicated that the Fed is going to continue to keep the uh, Fed funds policy rate uh, exceptionally low, well below when unemployment falls below six and a half percent. So the Fed has been hedging its bets on this. They've uh, they've essentially noticed that there have been a lot of quirks in the unemployment rate they're looking at a lot of figures uh, for example if you look at the uh, so-called labor department's u6 figure that's an expanded unemployment rate or rather under employment rate which includes uh, those that are working part-time for economic reasons that rather work full-time but because of the economy they only have part-time work uh, that rate was uh, unchanged at 13.1%. That is clearly in the elevated category. And uh, the median duration of unemployment, uh, how long uh, the unemployed have been unemployed, edged up to 17.1 weeks from 17.0 weeks in November. So. Uh, there are other measures of unemployment, underemployment, that point to the Fed still needs to stay easy. But there's other me uh, measures, too, outside the governments, including ADP, which showed strength, and the ISM uh, employment indexes, which rose uh, sizably during December. And that brings up the question about if this may not be a statistical uh, fluke. 
that's what you're really raising this question of uh, what data does the Fed believe? And there have been a number of uh, data series that have been moderately or modestly positive. That is ADP. The sample for ADP is not as good as what the, the BLS has for its sample. Uh, there have been a number of regional surveys uh, for manufacturing, for non-manufacturing, which have pointed to a little improvement in employment. So the Fed's clearly going to be scratching its head and it's going to affect uh, the taper decision or continuing taper decision at uh, the FOMC's uh, policy meeting late this month. And this past week, the Senate confirmed Janet Yellen as the next Fed chair with her term to start February 1st. Do you expect any changes uh, or more of the same for Fed policy? I, I think the consensus clearly is that Janet Yellen is uh, basically on the same side as Ben Bernanke in terms of policy. Uh, the focus is on the unemployment rate, the labor market in general, not just the unemployment rate. So I don't think there's going to be much change in policy, at least in the near term. The debate will continue. Uh, there are going to be some hawks still speaking out saying, you know, we, we need to start uh, taking some of the uh, quantitative easing off the table. And we did start with taper uh, announced in, in December to take effect in January, which is taking place today. So uh, Janet Yellen actually probably will start uh, as acting Fed chief uh, for the January FOMC, there's a, a tradition within the Fed that when one leaves office, whether at the board or at, uh, as district bank president, uh, you don't attend the last policy meeting just before you leave. So Janet Yellen very well may be uh, presiding at the uh, January, I believe it's 27-28 FOMC meeting, even though she's not officially Fed chair until February 1. Uh, so uh, we should expect then to see a tapering continue, uh, but with the caveat that it is, of course, uh, data dependent. The data, well, there, there are two issues that the Fed will probably have to discuss. One, how much is uh, taper dependent on data, that is how strong the economy is, versus there's the counter argument that uh, markets would prefer to have an announced path for taper and the, and the markets essentially know in advance what the taper path is going to look at, look like. For example, there, there are many paths that taper could take, but one that has been suggested is tapering at the end of each FOMC meeting by $10 billion. Now, this taper does not mean a decline in the uh, balance sheet. It just means slower growth. So even with taper, the balance sheet continues to uh, to, to rise, and if the Fed cuts taper or tapers by $10 billion at the end of each 
FOMC this year. It's not until the end of this year or possibly the first of next year that quantitative easing in. So we'll still see expansion of the balance sheet through this year with this um, average forecast for the taper trend. And you then see also then the Fed funds rate will be low. Uh, and that will be still, even as the, the uh, tapering uh, eases down, we'll still have a very low Fed funds rate. Uh, exactly. The, the Fed has specifically stated that the, the Fed funds rate will remain exceptionally low uh, even after the end of quantitative easing, which would be end of uh, 2014 or early 2015. So we're going to see the short end remain low. We've already seen uh, the long end for bond rates firm just a little bit due to the expectation of continued taper. And taper has basically been uh, the Fed purchasing long-term treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, which weighs on the long end. Uh, so there's been a little drift upward uh, on the long end for bonds, but uh, not dramatic. But uh, the Fed is clearly going to be weighing on the short end for quite some time. Now, real quick, looking ahead, uh, and this is on economic data, this week's big reports are for industrial production, retail sales, and housing starts. That's manufacturing, the consumer spending, and housing, very three significant uh, uh, areas of the economy. We've seen some improvement in manufacturing and retail sales, but housing is sputtering. That's right. Uh, we should get a good number for manufacturing later this week, at least for the manufacturing component within industrial production. You never know what the utilities number is going to do due to uh, atypical weather. But uh, the manufacturing component should look good. We, we had a 0.4, despite the overall very sluggish employment report, within that report, we had a, a good number for uh, production worker hours in manufacturing, which rose 0.4% for December. So we should have a, a, a favorable number for manufacturing within the industrial production report. Thank you very much as always, Mark Rogers for Econoday. I'm Mark Pender for Econoday.